Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts. Innovators. Creators. Storytellers. And the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C., and you're not. And this is the show where we keep you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media. We talk with industry experts, innovators, creators, and storytellers about the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. And we broadcast live so you can ask the questions that matter most to you and your business. And by the way, this show is brought to you today by my friends over at Ecamm. If you want to know how we're doing these really cool graphics, how we're bringing three people on screen, having all these cool overlays, make sure you go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. That's socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm and check them out. They are wonderful. Just wanted to mention that really quick. But I also wanted to introduce my pal, Eric Fisher. He is the, he is an amazing guy who is actually host of the Beyond the To-Do List podcast. He's been doing it for over eight years, and he talks with real people who implement practical productivity strategies in their professional and personal lives. Eric, he's also the director at of uh, social media education for Agora Pulse, where he heads up the social media manager school. Eric, I want you to talk about, really quick, there's something special that's coming up over on the Agora Pulse channel. Yeah. So not only are we doing some amazing things and we're going to be talking about Instagram today, but we're going to be talking about Instagram all day next or not next week, but in two weeks, Wednesday, February 24th. It's the Social Pulse Summit Instagram edition. It is free. It is all day. Again, if you can't meet us all day with all the different people that are talking with keynotes from Ann Handley, Carrie O'Shea Gorgon, Jen Herman, many more, including myself, all these different breakout sessions covering Instagram reels, stories, IGTV, guides, and more. You're going to come away mastering Instagram, essentially. So don't miss out. And the way that you find out more about that is by going to summit.agorapulse.com. Again, if you already know you can't make it that day, don't miss out. Go register anyway, because all the replays will be available. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. I'm very excited to be joined today by Kim Garst. And we're going to be talking all about the new Instagram professional dashboard, content publishing, and updates on what you should be posting to your stories and reels. But if you don't know who Kim is, let me, I want to pull her up on screen because she's amazing. She is a CEO, a keynote speaker, an international best-selling author, online business strategist, and a highly sought after marketing strategist. And she's a live video evangelist. And she is a good friend of mine. She's also one of Forbes' top 10 social media influencers. Kim, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to have you here. 
I'm super excited to be here. And I just want to just follow along with what Eric was saying about the day of Instagram. Y'all, please go sign up for that. That is going to be an incredible value for you. If you're interested in Instagram marketing at all, please go sign up for that. I'm going to actually put my team through that uh, day as well, because we need to get sharper too. So always learning from others. Yeah. So Eric, why don't you break down this first news article that we have about Instagram? Because this is really interesting. Yeah. And this is a huge deal, I think. So uh, basically, Instagram is announcing a new feature for business owners and influencers that brings all of its business tools into a single dedicated space in the app. And it's called the Professional Dashboard It's exclusive, again, if you're for a business account or a creator account. And what this is going to do is, again, this isn't necessarily new tools, but it's a new place to go for all those tools. So kudos to Instagram for giving, again, what has felt up till this point, not a lack of business tools, but a sparseness in terms of knowing where to go or how to get to that specific tool that you need for your business on Instagram. My question, Kim, is have you had a chance to check out this professional dashboard yet? And if so, what do you think about it? Yeah, what I think is kind of nice about this is the fact that we it, it basically is just a way of organizing the things that we had before, but they, like you said, Eric, they were very difficult to find. I really like it. You know, they're pushing it, obviously, and letting us know as end users where to find it because it's right at the top of your phone if you, or your profile. If you go to your profile, you'll see, you know, view professional dashboard and you open it up and, you know, it's your analytics and a lot of really clever not clever. A lot of the things that we hunt and peck for, I think, inside of the app is in one place now, which is, again, super cool. The um, thing that really was interesting to me, how easy uh, it is now to find this. But one of the things that I found interesting was that you can actually set up your Instagram store right within this professional dashboard now, which was kind of cool. Um, Before, you know, like when we were looking at this, I was like, you had to, it seemed like there was a lot of hoops that you had to go through to figure out how you did that. So interesting the way they have integrated all of the things that I think people are most interested in finding into one place. Very cool. So you showed at the top of your screen there. So is that where you find the professional dashboard or is, or do you, and you have to have a business account. So if you're looking for it and you don't see it, you need to make sure that you have a business account, but is there a a setting that you go to is, or it's just at the top? Well, I'm being lazy because it's just like right there front and center at the top. (laughs) Right. I'm all about lazy. I just clicked on it. So I'm assuming that's in our settings. There you go. So that's easy to to figure out. So let me, let us know in the comments, if you guys have this, if you're a business account on Instagram and you have this uh, rollout that they've done, because I'm really interested how easy, because sometimes I don't know about you, but Instagram to me is getting a little bit crowded in the interface. There's all sorts of stuff Mm -hmm. to see and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to know how easy it was to find, but Kim made it sound like it's right there on top. So very, very cool. Eric, so yep. break, let's break down this professional dashboard a little bit. So let's go down yeah. through each single one. So talk about the, the different, there's like three sections to this. Yeah, so there's the, in these three sections, again, this is not necessarily new stuff, but it makes it easy to find. And one of the key things as far as people and businesses and these, and I do want to add creator accounts as well, have this, which is a whole other thing we won't go into, but that's a whole other different 
type of account, but the fact that you can go in and track your performance. So in other words, you can go in and find your insights there, your trends there, as well as what basically what your, how your account is uh, performing. So that's the kind of data that we can find there. Then also grow your business, which is the way to access the tools to run your account more efficiently and build your business and check on the monetization status if you have that, as well as the eligibility. And then the stay informed, that's where they've put in this area where you can make the most of your Instagram account by their, let's call them curated educational resources, like tips and tricks and guidance and an inspiration that we've seen Instagram filter out in other places, but now they're going to have that right there in the app. Kim, I'm wondering what, which of these or what of all of these three kind of places would you walk your team through or have your team like jump in and, and use differently? We obviously we've been paying attention to the performance, you know, our analytics. But what I think is very interesting and potentially needed is a place to learn you know, stay informed. We're talking about Instagram and the changes and everything that's really rolling down um, the hill for us right now because they're implementing a lot of new things, which uh, that's what we're here to talk about. But under getting it what from what I would say or call the horse's mouth is a much better way of learning. It's kind of like learning at the knee of the the resource itself versus listening necessarily to every um, expert on every corner kind of thing. So having access to things that are that Instagram holds true. I think is a really great opportunity for us. And it makes, they make it very easy for us to find it. We don't have to necessarily, like I say, hunt and peg for this, which is very cool because in, in the past, that's not been an option for us. I want to bring up some comments because we I, when we asked that if people have this. So Sandy says that, yes, she has the dashboard. It's been there for a while now, but I didn't know what it was. So I didn't click the link. Yeah, it's very smart not to click uh, strange things on your uh, phone. So that's very cool. So um, Kathleen says, oh, I have a link on, on top under my name, but I never clicked on it. So a lot of people are having, oh, we did have it, but I didn't know what it was. And Lisa says, because we were asking the question, where do you find it? How easy is it to find? And Lisa says, says when you view on your business profile, it's located at the top. So that yeah. seems like it's like you were saying, Kim, it's, it's pretty easy to find. And then, like you mentioned, the best practices are always best to get from the horse's mouth, which is Instagram. And inside of that stay informed section that Eric was breaking down for us, it talks about that. It has like best practices, how to post there. And we're talking about reels and stuff in a little bit, it even has some stuff there about how to do that the way they want it to, to be. And so I would think that this would be the first, like your first stop when you're trying to, you know, learn all these new things. Well, there's always drama when new things happen in social media, you know, and there's, I've seen quite a bit of it on Instagram where people are saying, well, there's a new algorithm. There's not a new algorithm. They've just shifted the way the algorithm works. And then people are, there's uh, there've been some arguments about, okay, which, which thing is most value-based? Is it a share? Is it a, mm -hmm. you know, is it a like, is it, what is the, you know, carries the most weight when it comes to the algorithm. And of course this expert saying this thing and this experts saying the other right. thing so my point is find good experts one because not all experts are created equal and then really tap into the resources that instagram is giving you because you could potentially learn like i say directly from uh them versus listening to the drama that happens and this expert <laughs> saying that thing right. and this one's saying the other thing you know 
Right. Very good. So uh, this is a great point. And I wanted to bring this up as before we move on to the next news part. But Veronica says this. She goes, I switched to business profile for the value of dashboard. And now I lost music. I've had the exact same thing happen when you switch. Sometimes you will lose that that music sticker when you switch. And then sometimes it comes back. Sometimes it doesn't. So thank you, Veronica, for letting us know, because that is a good warning. So if you do use a lot of music on your stories and that's a really important part of your strategy, you may want to not switch to that. Uh, business accounts. Thank you for that, Veronica. You want to say something, Kim? I was just going to say, is there, can we like uh, put in a sport ticket? Like, I know that's <laughs> yeah. silly. I, I can't even believe I said They're that. They're on Facebook. So <laughs> yeah, probably not. You can, uh, but it's just, I think they just goes to a big trash can in the sky uh, when you do I that. I know, right? Okay. Yeah. So excuse yeah. me for saying that because <laughs> you would think so. You would, but you you can fix those things. But. If you have good luck with support, please let us know because yeah. we'll just run all our support tickets through you. So yeah. Eric, go ahead and, and bring up, this is the, this is interesting because I, I knew a lot of people yeah. have been talking about this test. So break this down for us. Yeah. So I looked into this as soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, I don't know what I think about this. So this, this new test that they're saying they're going to be doing is removing the option to share feed posts into a story and the reasoning according to instagram is that they say i don't believe them but i they say people don't respond well to stories that are these types of shares they say that instead people tend to respond better to unique content created exclusively for stories and I have my opinion, but I want to hear you guys first. So what has your experience been when it comes to feed post type content shared into a story? I know a lot of people really like that feature because one, I'm a big fan of repurposing. So anytime you can share content from one, you create it for one place and you can uh, leverage it in others. I'm all about that normally. So, cause there's a, a couple of caveats to this. And when it comes to the feed and how end users are consuming content, I'll just share my take on it and, and the way I use personally use Instagram. I really don't pay too much attention anymore to the feed. I primarily focus on the stories that people that I'm, you know, most interested in checking out and, you know, that kind of thing. And then I'm very uh, addicted to the reels right now. I ended up deleting uh, TikTok from my phone because I was like spending way too much time, (laughs) like just like way too much time. So now I have that same problem with Instagram to a slightly lesser degree, but I am very intrigued by the reels and the stories primarily. So going back with that, with that in mind to the original question, personally, I think that sharing something from my feed to my stories would catch the people that don't pay any attention to my feed, right? I kind of like the opportunity to have that feature. And I know a lot of others do as well. So it's going to be really interesting. I think the big thing across the board, I think this is just an excuse. Okay. So this is what I think. I'll just I know we're not at real yet, right. but I think it's an excuse to try to justify what they're doing with reels. They're wanting creators to create original content, right? Primarily in reels, I think, but they're also wanting to le- leverage and justify that decision by taking the that same functionality of sharing our post into our stories. Mm-hmm. That's my take on it. I could be totally... Um, yeah. 
off base, but that's my take. I think it's just an excuse to really wrap their messaging around, hey, we want y'all to create a bunch of original content for every piece of our platform. Yeah. So Jen Herman, so she has a great article about this. So at uh, jenstrends.com, go check her out because she talked about she's been wanting, wanting this feature to move, to share her from her post to her stories for a long time. And then they came out and said, they, hey, we may be testing this. And she's like, what? And she has some workarounds for that. If you if this is an important part of yeah. your strategy, uh, Lisa goes that she goes, I usually go to the post when I see it in a story, but I don't know how to see if people click on my post shares in my story. So I think it's under your stories analytics to see people are clicking. Don't you, isn't that right? Yeah, I said that backwards. I meant yeah. to say it, but yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then Brittany goes, she says in the artist realm, at least this is a huge for us to share and actually uh, has a lot of interactivity because most of us are in the stories versus the feed all from the insights. This says uh, this is a benefit. So the, the argument that Instagram has is that when you do from your post to your feed, you're from your post your feed to your stories that those people are following you that see your stories are following you anyway, and they should see your post, which isn't really the case. Like Kim's use and even Brittany is most people are, are actually just checking out stories. So Kim, can you, and I've even had people say, man, Kim does such a good job on stories. You know, her, t- who, who creates all that content? Can you give us some tips for creating uh, standout stories, content, some best practices that you found to be true? So I think stories are, there's a couple of different styles of stories where it is more personal, you front facing. And then there's what I call a more, a little bit more of a professional design, you know, a little bit more put into it, I guess. Not that you personally aren't putting a lot into your stories. I don't right. mean it that way. Just the perception of how, um, you know, whether it's like designed, maybe that's the best way of saying it, whether it's designed or it's just you sharing great content, just your personal life, what you're having for dinner, whatever that is. For me, I do a lot of the leveraging content that we're creating on other places so that we can use it in the stories. So it's more of a professional, like, hey, if I got a new blog post, I'll do, and it's three ways to do why, then I will share maybe one of those ways in the stories. And then I'll try to drive traffic to the new blog post, right? Yeah. Or um, the my live show, Marketing That Grows Your Business Every Monday. I will, you know, pull a snippet or something and, or do the invitation to make sure that people know that the show's coming up, highlight the guests, that kind of thing. So for me, I leverage the power of the stories in a slightly different way, mostly from a traffic driving perspective uh, than a no like, and trust kind of thing. Just a, a different angle, but... It is what it is. Now, one of the best ways to do that is to find a really great tool that allows you to uh, create content quickly Mm -hmm. because nobody has time for all the stuff that we have to do. Right. Right, So one of the things that I love doing is leveraging tools like Canva or easel.com is another great resource. Phone apps. There's some amazing phone apps too. But the point of it is create the content in one place and then leverage that because all the social platforms now have stories. You can create the content once. You can share it on Pinterest. Yes, Pinterest. Pinterest has stories. Who knew? Uh, LinkedIn has stories. Uh, Twitter has stories. So create the content and then put it out into all the platforms, again, depending on what your end goal is. Oh, that's a great, those are great tips. Yeah. So that's awesome. I am actually 
curious what people think of this though, because when it comes to stories, like, yeah, if people are spending time in the stories feed and not in the news feed, the regular, just scrolling up and down feed, then how are they discovering new accounts? And for me, I discover new accounts by a few particular people who share newsfeed story or posts into their stories and they don't do they'll do it like once or twice a week and they do like one two three four things they found that were interesting and they curated especially and specifically and so i think there's still room for that maybe it can be overdone but i think that carefully crafting a newsfeed square you know square or otherwise post and then sharing it to a story because again i can't share somebody's story if i'm not tagged in it so mm. this is a way to this is the way that a retweet or, you know, there was the whole repost thing for a while there. But this is the way that a, quote, retweet of sharing somebody else's content on Instagram works. And I'm just afraid that, like, if they say, no, only your own, then it's going to become siloed again inside of Instagram or people are going to be going for those those, you know, without express permission, sharing people's content on Instagram. Mm. Which is going to create several bottlenecks, I think, because people, to your point, if people that are not engaging in the feed or searching actively to find, you know, new content, they're just going to stick with what they know, right? Which means they won't mm. potentially find new content. And then the flip side of that is for those that are getting the benefit of people sharing their content into their stories, then that's going to, again, keep uh, more followers from finding them, right? So it's a double-edged sword. It, so I agree. I hope that they don't take this feature away because in it, it is all things in social. It's right. the only uh, the only thing that we can be guaranteed of is change. Yeah. So we'll have to figure out new strategies around that. Right. Mm -hmm. Which takes me up at my immediate thought. takes me to the hashtags. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Before we move on to the next uh, section, I wanted to a lot of people are asking, talking about the tools that you mentioned to create stories. You mentioned Canva.com, easel.com, e ASIL.com. That's uh, another great yes. tool for creating images. And then I wanted to bring up Melissa. She brought up a good one and it is for creating editing video on your phone. There's a app called Cinemaster. And the cool thing about Cinemaster is for both iOS and Android. And it's a great one if you need to edit video for your stories and do it in, in that way. So Melissa, thank you so much for bringing that up uh, during the show today, because that's, I think that's a great app as well. So Another great tool, I just, I have to mention it again, is because it's Ecamm, which we're using today. They're a sponsor of the show. We appreciate all that they do, but they allow me to do this really cool stuff. And it also is a great way to do a video podcast, which is what I'm doing. In fact, at the end of the show today, I will have the audio that I can download that's already been downloaded from Ecamm and it's broken up into multi-tracks. So I can have Eric's voice and Kim's voice and it'll all be split up for me to edit as a podcast. So if you're interested in Ecamm, make sure you go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam that's e-c-a-m-m -M, and check them out because they're awesome so we've been hitting around it all the time here so this next piece of news is instagram is banning uh cross-posting content from apps to real so here's the story instagram has posted some new best practiced alerts from reels from the at creators account and among them was an alert that the platform wants to stop people posting recycled tiktoks to reels it also updated the algorithm to downrake those posts in the reels tab and explore if, if they're saying if content that is visibly recycled from other apps like 
they're talking about TikTok, really. It's going to be less discoverable in places like the Reels tab. And so Reels that are mostly covered by text, that they are blurry, if they have a watermark or a logo or have a border around them, won't be recommended as frequently. So keep that in mind. We've been talking about, we've kind of waiting for this big news <laughs> to, that we're talking about here, but it's really before it kind of alluded that it didn't like users reposting TikTok clips to reels, but this is the time they've really explicitly said, don't do it. So here's the thing, Kim, you talked about it. You love to repurpose. And there's a lot of fear among the social media and content creators who are, you know, we tell them that repurposing is a best practice to do that YouTube content shared reels, Instagram stories, and you know, what's going to be next. So what do you think? Should we be worried? Should we throw out our entire content strategy and, and having to make videos for each platform? So what are you, what are your thoughts on this? So no, because there's an easy workaround for this. If you're actively creating content on TikTok, all you have to do is save that content as a, a live a live photo, and then you can take it into other platforms without the TikTok version, all the TikTok stuff on it. So you can you can basically take it and turn it back into a moving uh, piece of content by just using the functionality of your phone. So I'll speak to from this, from that perspective of, you know, don't get your panties in a wad about that because that's not really a problem right. because you can still create the content and leverage it on other social platforms. But we've gotten a bit lazy in the context of wanting to leverage content on other socials that we create for the one, right? And I'm all about that. I love being able to repurpose content. But I also believe that as content creators, we need to be cognizant of the platforms that we're sharing the content to. And so when we're taking a TikTok video and we're putting it, it's got TikTok all over it and we're taking it and putting it over um, to Pinterest or Instagram. My understanding is those videos are doing very well for those creators, but my, I think they would do just as well without the TikTok branding all over them. Right. Mm -hmm. And for me, like when I'm as an end user and I'm looking at my feed and I see I'm on, I'm on Instagram and I see all this TikTok stuff. I'm like, I'm not on TikTok. Why am I seeing all this TikTok stuff. So I think as creators, one, it's not a problem because we can technically still leverage the content, even if we create it for TikTok. But I also think we need to really remember that when we are trying to create content for various other socials, how can you repurpose that content in such a way that it is uh, native or more consumable for that platform. So think about it in that context when you're creating content. I think a lot of times we create content and for the, you know, without the plan in place first. Mm -hmm. And I just would like to encourage you to really come up with your plan before you create the content so that you can leverage it in other places. And it makes sense on other social platforms, even though you've created it in one block of time. Hopefully that made sense. Yeah. That made good sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a follow-up question on that. You talked about making sure you're doing it f for that platform. So do you, so you, you can't just like, exp so the thing is, is TikTok makes it super easy. I think that's why we're seeing, we see a lot of TikTok videos on Pinterest and everything else. And TikTok has done a great job of making it like, just click a button to share it. So what you're saying is, is not to do that and to, you know, do it and then format it or put the stickers on that are just for that platform. Cause you know, Instagram kind of has its own stickers. LinkedIn even has its kind of own stickers. Is that what you're saying is in making it for your own platform? 
Well, you can create the content and save it. And I, you know, this is actually a, a, a tip that I got from my guest on my, my Marketing Grows Your Business show on Monday. We talked, we were talking reels and it was a strategy that she said she shared. So I'm resharing her strategy, Natasha Samuel. And um, she said, that, you know, you create the content just like, and before you share it to TikTok, before you hit that button and it publishes, you save the content as a photo live photo on your phone and then you convert that content back into a video which i think is a very easy process in fact i've done that before taking a live video and turning it into i'm sorry a live photo and turning it into um, a video so that was her workaround that she suggested so that if 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 you wanted to share your content in other places outside of the TikTok ecosystem without the TikTok branding on it, that was a great way to solve that problem, essentially. Now, one of the things that TikTok has done brilliantly, in my opinion, and, and you just highlighted it, um, Jeff, was the ability to share. Like a lot of other social platforms want us to stay on their platform. Like Facebook is notorious for that. But with TikTok, they allow us to create the content and then we can share it with a click to any other social mm -hmm. platform, which is super nice. And that's why it's been, uh, we're seeing content like even on Pinterest that's TikTok branded and it's doing well there. I've heard that from multiple people. Now I've not created any TikTok content, so I can't say this from my own experience, but I've talked to multiple people who are saying that their TikTok content is performing well on other social platforms to include Instagram. Very interesting. Yeah. So here's a, a good point from Lisa. She goes under your TikTok profile, when th that video click on the three and save the video as a live video, like you were saying, and it saved your camera roll and then you can repurpose it on other platforms. So that's kind of the, oh, thank the you for explaining that a little better than I did. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks Lisa. <laughs> Appreciate that. So so my question is, is the, that does saving it out that way instead of sharing it out, remove the TikTok branding? And if so, then that's definitely a workaround. Yeah. Well, um, the TikTok branding doesn't go on the, the content until it's actually published on their platform. So, yes, saving it as that live video will keep that content that you created it'll my understanding is anyway that creeps creates the content as you right before again right before you hit the publish button to put to make it go live on TikTok, save it and everything that you've done and created uh, for that piece of content will be remain intact less the branding element the TikTok branding element okay cool because i have not tested that yet because i'm not a big TikToker. Is that what they call them? What do the kids are saying nowadays? I don't know. Um, I, I, one of the things I find, I, I'm on my desktop more than my phone. I get my phone is like a little bit of an addiction. So I try to stay off of it if I can. Right. But even consuming content on TikTok, I, you know, like I'll find, I follow a link or something. And I find that even consuming content on the mobile, I'm sorry, on the desktop version of TikTok is addictive. Mm. You know, it's a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I can, yeah, yeah, I can. I, it's a it's a rabbit hole, just like uh, we've talked about Clubhouse before the show. Is that's the same kind of thing? Yeah. They, these addictive yeah. apps, I know. So uh, one of the things that they added for this tips for this at creator account that you're supposed to post. These are the like kind of the best practices. You're supposed to post vertical videos that use music that's found in Instagram's library of, or sounds that they find mm -hmm. on Reels. So we're talking about Reels now. You're supposed to start a trend that others can participate in. 
whatever, like dance crazes, whatever that means. Eric's got a bunch. I know he's just dying oh, yeah. to do. Um, posting entertaining and fun content. When, just, when, when they just say that, that's kind of funny. Just like, hey, post some entertaining content. It's easy. Um, post cool stuff, man. Yes. So yeah. how do you put reels, Kim, because you, you, you talked about reels and that you just talked about it uh, Monday on your show. How do you put reels to work? for your promoting business or helping your clients. So let's switch it. Not because TikTok, there's a lot of people. I mean, my, I, I said this before, but like my, my son's girlfriend has gone viral on TikTok. It doesn't matter to the business if you're viral. I mean, really, unless you have a plan and you've talked about strategy. So how can we use reels to like promote our business or help our clients or some, some really tactical ways to do that? Well, I think that when TikTok first came about, everybody thought you had to dance to get attention. And I'm still seeing a lot of that, honestly. And I'm even seeing that being transferred over into the Instagram platform or Reels specifically, where there's that entertainment value that uh, people think that you have to do that, I guess, in order to get attention. I personally don't think that's true. I think that we can share um, content in real format in a way that brings value, but it's short form content. So you have to make sure that you're delivering some value in a very short window of time. And that's one of the things that I picked up from Natasha on Monday, and I thought it was a brilliant uh, strategy, is the power of three. She talked about you have expertise, for example, like I think a lot of us that are listening or watching live, we share knowledge and or we have, you know, that kind of a business model where we know things that other people need to know or want to know. And so she was talking about how three ways to do certain thing, like and just make it super simple for people to consume the content and get value from it. And I think that's the key. It is. I don't think we have to dance. I don't think we have to stand on our head. I don't think we have to you know, cook noodles or now if you cook noodles, that's fine. But I think for those that do have expertise that want to share knowledge and tutorial style content, you can absolutely do it without dancing there. I said it. (laughs) So I want to, I want to pull up this before we move on to the next show. But Paul says this, it's a great point. He goes using IG music in your reels. You don't have to worry about AS ASCAP. So Mm -hmm. that is the licensing that you have to have for doing stuff. So that's a good point, Paul. Thank you for bringing that up. And, and a quick thought on this, you know, we were talking about how Instagram is wanting to stop the, you know, people sharing TikTok mm-hmm. content over uh, into Instagram. So maybe that is a way for them. I, I don't know what the repository of content, uh, the music content is on TikTok and if it matches with, you know, Instagram, yes, right. but is, is that maybe a way that Instagram will be able to identify Um, I mean, have they even said that's an interesting uh, bit of conversation? Like, how are they are they are they uh, doing this by just seeing what content has a TikTok um, stamped on it? Mm -hmm. Or are they, you know, how deep down this rabbit hole are they going to filter out and give less reach to the TikTok content? That's a great point because I think they probably all, you know, Facebook, Instagram has one licensing deal and then probably TikTok has another. So right. you may, but here's a, so I want your thoughts on this. Cause this is uh, from my friend Sabrina and she has an interesting take on the strategy. She goes, but keeping the TikTok branding can help you grow not only your Instagram following, but also your TikTok when shared. So yes, it may be dumped down a little bit more in the algorithm on the feed of reels, but 
would it help rise both get you some more on both platforms i don't know what are your thoughts on that kim well you know and it, honestly this begs the other big dilemma if you want to call it that where if you already have a an existing community of of people that follow your content and love it and just snap it up every time you put it out into the world then you are it doesn't matter what I don't, well, I won't say this emphatically, but it won't matter as much that Instagram is saying, okay, that content, we're not going to, we're not going to give that content a lot of reach because people are going to be looking for that content. They're going to be consuming that content. Right. So, but for, for people who are reliant on um, new folks coming into their ecosystem and who doesn't want that as a marketer, right. That might end up being a problem um for you if you know you are sharing tiktok content and you know instagram saying nope nope can't have that Mm -hmm. so it's just it's one of those things where you know our community and the people who follow us make the end decision i mean to a large degree i mean you know people consume content that they love they follow people that they know like and trust and they share content from creators that they know and trust as well. So it's going to be an interesting thing to see how this actually impacts people who have established communities. I definitely see where it's going to impact people who have, who are starting or who are reliant on new people coming in all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I say, I still feel like people with established communities are going to want that too, but it's, Again, there's still some unknowns here, and I don't know exactly how they're going to, how this decision is going to impact either of those two. It's going to be, and I, I don't think it's going to be long before we know, honestly. Thoughts yeah. on that? What, what do you guys think about that? What do you think, Eric? I I think eventually probably they will figure out a way to block all TikTok to Reels. I mean, I don't know. I still think they're trying to, to grow Reels as a platform, but it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if they figure out a way to completely, you know, you know, even like, like they were doing, like when you would do a COVID post or something like that, how it would be, it would redirect you to like the COVID safety page or something like that. It wouldn't surprise me if they did something like that eventually with TikTok. What are your thoughts, Eric? Yeah, I would say that it's almost a, a, an actual shadow ban. Remember, that's the whole shadow banning right. yeah. thing. Where yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, I used a, a, an Instagram a hashtag on Instagram that got me shadow banned, which was completely false. But it, and, you know, people are going to now comment and say, no, it was true. But unfortunately, I think, yeah, we could see if, I mean, they've got the resources to be able to identify. And if they're that serious about it, they will do it. But I mean, I actually remember when it was Instagram stories copying Snapchat. We mentioned them earlier today, too, before recording. And people were creating something in Snap and then saving it to their camera roll and then going into Instagram stories and then uploading it. And it was the same thing, but they didn't stop it then. But I think that's because they knew early on, oh, we got this. This one, however, TikTok's going to be a little bit harder. And now that there's not any TikTok, you know, ban in the U.S., that all fizzled away. Now Instagram's okay. So they're going to be around. They're not going to get banned in the U S then we might have to do something. Right. Um, so yeah. yeah, I mean, they could, they could algorithmically technically do it. I think the music might be one part of it. Identifying if the logo's there for yeah. sure. This is, this is an early first step, but yeah. 
I think it's going to eventually well, go. You know, we talked about even YouTube is going after its own slice of this pie, right? You know, TikTok's the the new, and I, it's funny because I didn't foresee that we would ever have another platform that would really take hold. So it's kind of fascinating to see how TikTok has really, really stepped into the space and owned it. So overwhelmingly from the end user perspective, it's kind of an interesting dynamic. But we thought that too, when Snapchat came along, or at least I did, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, Snapchat. But yeah, so where will this go? Like nobody even talks about Snapchat anymore, really. I mean, I know they still have in, I'm sure they have a a lot of people who still use it. And I even still see it to this day where people are creating content on Snapchat because they have the best filters, in my opinion. (laughs) If I want to have a fun time and giggle at myself, I go to Snapchat, like, because I can create some just ludicrous fun things over there, which I never really share anywhere else. I don't know why I do it, but it's just fun anyway. But I still see people doing that on Instagram. So you're right, Eric. I think the content, the platforms give us an opportunity to as creators to create things within the platforms that we can use in other on other platforms, uh, repurpose it on other platforms. But I think that the difference here is going to be just being smart. If you're going to create content on TikTok, just save it. And then even if you have to add the movie, I'm sorry, add the uh, uh, audio, once you get the content over to Instagram, there's a workaround here. I I don't think we need to get so wrapped up around it outside of the fact that it just adds another layer uh, to us, to to the process. But... Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how how hard of a line are they going to draw in the sand on this? And one of the things that's really interesting, too, between and we're talking about, you know, Reels and TikTok specifically, Reels had a little bit of trouble taking off. It's kind of like IGTV kind of struggling, especially since TikTok kind of owned the market. And so I think Reels is letting them go in there because it's giving them content to put on their platform. As that grows, they're going to start siphoning, siphoning that down and squeezing them a little bit. But I also think that Instagram slash Facebook has to be careful because TikTok and some of the other platforms are actually paying their creators for some of this content. And Facebook and Reels really hasn't done a great job with that. And so they got to make the creators happy because they're the ones who who are making that really cool, entertaining and educational content that people are wanting to do. So they have to do a balance too. So they can't cut that off too early. So I think it's going to be fascinating to watch. Such a great point because our friend Daryl Eaves, which yeah. he's like the OG of YouTube, right? Um, he was talking about how much money YouTube is dumping into their vertical content platform, which is YouTube. What was it called? YouTube? No. Uh, so I say shorts. No. Shorts. There yeah, you shorts. go. I knew it was in my yeah. S file. There you go. So they're paying content creators right now to create that short form vertical content. So I agree with you that there needs to be content to be, you know, amazing content to be consumed before you can really build the consistency of people coming back and mm-hmm. engaging with the content. Right. So right. It, it's going to be interesting. Like did, you know, did Instagram just use and allow everything until they started gaining traction and now they're starting to curtail um, the ability to share TikTok content? 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, it would be really interesting to be a fly on their wall someday, yeah, right? You know that, well, they've even said that they that's their biggest competitor is TikTok. So I want to bring up, we were talking about creators and how important it is that we take care of them. But Lisa has this, I thought this is a great uh, thing to share because uh, this is the power of creating educational uh, viral video. And she goes, I did a reel of my husband with my puppies just walking using a trending song and it reached 15,000 viewers in 10 minutes. I was surprised is what she said. So yes, but that's the cool stuff that people that resonates and she she mentioned why I wanted to pull this up is she was using a trending song and so that played into the algorithm played into what was working and we had talked earlier about some strategies for business to just not you know go viral but uh, have a point behind it but so if she, you know let's say this was a dog Lisa ran a dog walking company this would be perfect and this would really benefit her business going viral with something like that so I wanted to make sure to pull that up so the next thing that we're going to be talking about news wise is Instagram has confirmed confirms that a vertical stories feed is in the works. So TechCrunch has reported that Instagram is developing a new feature that could give its app more of a, what we've been talking about, TikTok-like feel. Vertical Instagram stories. So today, users browse through stories with taps and horizontal swipes that they, they actually took from Snapchat. But now snaps are so yesterday. That's that's what grandma was doing. TikToks are in. So even Snapchat is now borrowing ideas from TikTok with its new spotlight feature that they've been doing. They're saying in many ways, vertical swiping feels more natural than taps and horizontal flicks. It is, after all, how users navigate much of the mobile web, as well as other key features across a variety of social apps like Facebook Newsfeed or YouTube's homepage. So... This vertical stories feature was spotted and shared via Twitter by Alessandro Paluzzi, I think I said that right, a mobile developer and comp sci major who leaks all kinds of social media updates. So this is not publicly rolled out yet, but Instagram has confirmed to TechCrunch that the feature is being built. So we talked about earlier how it's, I feel like Instagram's being bloated and now, you know, we're swiping left, we're swiping right. I, you're going to swipe right. And I'm going to end up going on a date with somebody I didn't mean to. I, so all these swiping things are confusing. So, um, so this is going to kind of shift away from more static content like photos and reshared feed posts that fill that story section today. So do you think this swiping one way versus swiping another will change how users interact with the Instagram content? Is the, the TikTok craze so big that we actually have to change how we swipe over on Instagram, Kim? Well, I think it's they're getting a, <clears throat> a little bit ridiculous trying to be, you know, compete on things like swiping left or right on content, right? But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what I think. It's what they're going right. to do and what right. they're going to roll out, right? I mean, then we just have to adjust to it. Um, but I, 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 you know, part of me is like, well, okay, if they're going to do this, then why not just make the entire feed vertical, right? I mean, just... I mean, they've got the structure. Why not just make everything vertical and then people could consume content however they wanted to, right? Or, uh, you know, but again, it goes back to swiping left or swiping right. Um, I think people get into a habit of doing one or the other. And, um, and so it'll be, a people do resist change. I mean, they, they absolutely do. But is it big enough uh, to, uh, to not make the, the, the jump, you know, I would say no, because at the end of the day, if people want the content, they're going to swipe right or left. Like they, you know, they're going to get used right. to it and then they'll change their habit. So it, this is an interesting uh, shift. I think we're going to see more and more of this. It's just like story content is on all the socials now, right? Yeah. 
um, the, the key to this, and this is something that we have to just think about in the context of our businesses, is why? Why? Is this con? Why is all this happening? Why is TikTok a phenomena? Why is stories a phenomena? It's because people don't have a lot of time. They want short form content, y'all. <laughs> so we have to start thinking about it in snippets. You know, how do we deliver value in small windows of time? And because that's how people are consuming content. And we have to shift to that dynamic. It's it's not necessarily about you know, the platforms, although they're just the tool that we share, you know, we get an opportunity to attract people to us. But the key to this is short form content. It's it's true on Instagram. It's true on TikTok. It's true on YouTube now. It's true on all the socials. You know, even Pinterest has stories now. And Jeff, you can speak to this. You've been doing some stories on Pinterest and, you know, having phenomenal success with it. It's because people don't have time anymore. There's so much content thrown at them on a, on a minute by minute basis in the social media space. They want, they right. want the quick and yeah. So, Eric, go ahead. Uh, I mean, but from what I hear you're saying, ultimately, though, at the end of the day, whether it's a horizontal feed or a vertical feed, it's still the same type of content overall, probably. And so, I mean, do you think this is going to change anything in terms of the type of content or the, you know, for content creators, do they need to do anything differently Well, you know, t technically when you're creating content, you can, you can repurpose that content in any format that you want. So meaning, you know, if you do a landscape video, you can now with the ease of tools, take a snippet out of that and turn it into an Instagram story, right? So it, it goes back to the tools are forcing the content size, if you will, but the content itself, you're right, Eric, is not, the content itself can be exactly the same. It's just the format. Is it square? Is it oblong? Is it landscape? You know, and like I say, tools now make it easy for us to present our content in any of those formats. Um, but the short form of it, I think is, is key. And even that is doable. Like, you know, uh, a story, for example, you can sit down and record a, a small little video, um, you know, two minutes or whatever, and then, you know, uh, convert that into, or actually just upload it. And Instagram now clips it for you into those uh, increments that are presented in story format. So I think it's about, about understanding how people are consuming content today. And then where are they consuming the content? You know, is it, like I said before, it's, like for me now, I don't really pay too much attention to my feed and Instagram. I'm, I'm keyed in on, right. you know, that short form content. And I think a lot of other people are too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I wanted to pull up this last comment really quick here from Sabrina. And she, because uh, she goes, yes, how do we deliver value in the short snippets of time? I think that could summarize what we've been talking about a lot about why Instagram's doing this, why they're limiting TikTok, mm -hmm. all this stuff that we need to keep uh, in front of mind, like Kim was just saying, why are they doing this and how can we do this and kind of play into what they're promoting on all these different platforms. But Sabrina, somebody who uh, actually gives tons of great 
advice and value every time she talks is Kim Garsh. So if you guys are not following her, make sure that you do. And Kim, tell everybody, you know, what you're doing, where you they can find uh, find you online and all of the good stuff that you're doing on your channels. Sure. Absolutely. You can find me pretty much anywhere under my name, Kim Garsh. So go to KimGarsh.com. My website, my blog has years of great content there. So you can get some good uh, free value uh, if you, you know, are into blog content. Um, you can find me on all socials uh, under my name, Kim Garst, uh, with the exception of my business fan page, which or business business page over there, mm-hmm. which is Kim Garst Biz. So love to connect with you. Um, if you, uh, my preferred like direct outreach, um, if you want to send me a DM on Instagram, that would be amazing. I love connecting with people uh, and talking. You'll probably get a voice response back from me because I usually prefer to respond via voice because it's easier and yeah i like to talk to people sorry (laughs) she does kim is amazing another amazing person likes to talk in other words that's right (laughs) so another amazing person is my pal eric fisher eric um tell everybody where they can find you your podcast and what's coming up for you over on agora bulls yeah, well, I again don't make make sure to not miss out. Uh, we've talked all about Instagram this whole time, and uh, you we can dive even deeper in if you go to the Social Pulse Summit Instagram edition. It's free. You don't want to miss out, and you can find it at summit.agorapulse.com. And then if you want to jump into my productivity podcast, you can find that over at beyondthetodolist.com. Yeah, so make sure to check out that podcast too because it is awesome. He is a an incredible podcaster. I've learned so much for productivity from my pal Eric. So make sure you do that, and also go to the. And I was, I was ahead. just going to say I was stalking you yesterday on your podcast. First time I've been on your podcast. I'm just here to say, y'all, check out his podcast because it is awesome. Very cool podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. Especially if, you. From, if you struggle with productivity, you're going to learn a ton of great stuff there. Yeah. And he's got some big names. I mean, this is like a commercial for Eric now, but yeah, so he's got tons oh, of great God. names. He's got Cal Newport's. A, yeah. Cal Newport's a great one. I mean, who's have you had on lately? That's been really good, Eric. Cause um, I haven't, I, I, I'm behind. One of the most recent ones with Annie Duke about decision-making. She's a poker player turned academic and uh, man, it's going to kind of break your brain in terms of how to decide and what you, what information you have and what you don't and how to decide. And it's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I listen to. It's very, in, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. And don't forget to go check out Ecam, my pals over there to, uh, if you want to do a video podcast, if you want to do really cool live videos on your Mac, go to uh, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecam. And with that, we thank all of you guys for joining us today. Uh, our next show is Friday, February 19th at 11 a.m. Eastern time, 10 a.m. Central. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And please, this is now a podcast. We would love for you guys to go give us a rating and review. Help us get that over on New and Note where they will help us get a lot more subscribers and help out the show. We'd really appreciate that. So go over to Apple or your favorite podcast app and uh, uh, subscribe and rate and review. And with that, we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Social Media News Live.